Welcome to the CFX Connections podcast. CFX is your connection to church leadership, AVL, technology, facilities, and operations. Our goal is to provide church volunteers and personnel with practical resources for education, training, and of course, connection with others serving their church's ministry. My name is David Leuschner, but you can call me DL. All my friends call me DL, and I'll be hosting this month's podcast, which by the way, this month's podcast is a good one. It's rocking. We're talking about the importance of training, so you don't want to tune out for a second. All right, who is this David Leuschner that is hosting the podcast? You're probably saying, I have never heard of this guy. Well, let me tell you who I am. I have been working with churches and secular organizations in the AVL world for over 30 years. I started volunteering for a church when I was just 11. And yes, that does mean I'm old. (laughs) One of the churches I worked with was Gateway Church in Dallas, Texas. Spent 11 years with them, helping them build out and manage all of their audio, video, lighting, staging, and IT. Yes, Dallas is where I currently live. And speaking of currently, uh, I'm now the Executive Director of Digital Great Commission Ministries, which is a 501c3 nonprofit ministry and is built to help churches with everything AVL. We offer a ton of resources like articles, tips, consulting, and training. And because we're donor supported, a lot of these resources are free, like coming to your church for free and performing a review that will help you with big decisions, next steps. To find out more about us, you can go to audiovideolighting.com. That's audiovideolighting.com. Okay, enough about me. Today, we are going to be talking about the importance of training in order to have good tech in your church with Graham Spencer. Graham is a pioneer in Christian media with over 25 years of experience. With a particular skill set in live television, he has produced and directed some of the largest Christian events over the past two decades. Before founding Media Mentoring, Graham was the chief operating officer of God TV. Wow. It is an honor to welcome Graham to the podcast. Welcome, Graham. It's great to be with you, David, as well. So, and um, those that are listening to me will know that from my accent, I am not a Native American. I'm actually British. So, but it's a joy to be with you today. Yeah, I heard the accent. So, are you, uh, where are you at right now? So, I actually live in Perth in Scotland, a little town about 30 miles north of Edinburgh. Um, I'm not from Scotland originally, from usually um, my my background is um, from England, but my wife and I relocated back here to the UK around two years ago now. Uh, we were before that living in Northern California for the previous eight years. So we've, we've got around a little bit, but um, enjoying the beautiful nation that is Scotland and the scenic area here near where we live as well. It's a spectacular part of the world. So, um, but um, like you have um, lots of experience of travel internationally, nationally, and um, yeah, really excited to dive into this subject with you today. Yeah, I got to know before we get into the subject, though, that intro said you directed some of the largest Christian events. You got to tell me what was one of those events? I got to know. So, well, one of the ones that's memorable for me was called the Global Day of Prayer, which in 2008, we uh, broadcast this. It was basically 18 hours of live television. We hosted it from a studio in Jerusalem. 
We had um, another location in Jerusalem as well that had 3,000 people gathered from the nations praying. It was a call. I don't know whether you're, you were uh, aware of the call with Lou Engel and, and those guys as well, but we hosted a call in the uh, International Christian, uh, not Christian, sorry, the International Convention Center in Jerusalem, and we hosted that there. We had another studio as well in Jerusalem that we were doing um, interviews with, and then we had 11 different national prayer gatherings that were fed into our studio that day as well from um, as diverse places as uh, Singapore and New Zealand and South Africa, the USA, the UK. Um, so it was, it was a very interesting um, production to be a part of. I, I produced it and directed it, and um, it was an amazing chance to literally connect the world in prayer on that day focused on praying for the the needs of the global church and specifically the needs of israel and um the kind of the the people in um israel at that time so it was a that was one of my kind of more memorable moments that's amazing and it sounded like it took a lot of people to put that together so your experiences i'm sure have given you a ton of insights on training so let me get right into it i got a question for you i got some questions that i need answers to so check this out we all know that tech in churches has grown exponentially over the last 15 years. I'm sure you've seen that as well. Churches have now, they now have more AVL equipment than ever before. So I got to ask you, Graham, why is training so vital for church techs? I think the first thing that I would say on that is where I come from in terms of um, the importance of technology for uh, what we do in terms of uh, Christian media, church media, whatever that is, technology is always secondary to the people that use the technology. Um, I, my experience and my background, I've done live broadcasts with low-key technology, but high-key people. And I've always experienced the benefits of using people that understand technology, that can get the most out of technology, rather than the, the focus on the latest, greatest technology. So that's why I'm passionate about training, because for me, it's actually the people that make the tech work that is by far and away the most important aspect of anything that we do when it comes to media, when it comes to technology, when it comes to broadcasting, whatever it is in terms of kind of church tech, it is the people and their skill set that is the, the most important thing to focus on rather than the quality of the tech itself. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I mean, there's this rush to 4K, to 8K, to all of the you know, the latest, greatest technology. And while that's important, the people, I've, I've seen some HD broadcasts that blow away 4K broadcasts because of the angles and the people that are actually operating it. So I, I completely agree with you on that point. It's just, it's all about the people, right? Absolutely. The, the skill sets of the people, their attitudes as well, it's not just skill sets. And I'm sure we'll talk about this a little bit more as well. But the, the passion that they carry, the creativity that they bring, all of that. I mean, uh, I probably like you, I have seen people using high end equipment and producing far less 
impactful media than people using even an iPhone. I mean, you know, the, the, the quality of, of content is not dependent anymore on the technology. The quality of the content, first and foremost, comes out of the skill of the people that are using that technology. Well, that brings me to my next question. So in your experience, what are the biggest challenges you've seen when helping churches find tech training? I think one of that is the appropriateness of the the training and the level that people are at. You know, there's there's no point in coming in and training a church in high-end cinematography if you have people that barely understand how to even use a video camera. So the first thing is working out what's appropriate training for the level of the people and it's incremental improvements rather than coming in and you're training people in something that they'll never be able to grasp. It's bringing in that that level of training that is where they're at right now that will move them to the next level, then move them to the level above that and then leave them you know ultimately to to kind of where you want to take them in. But it's it's partly is identifying the people and the needs that they have, I think is fundamentally the most important thing when it comes to building any kind of training resources. Um, and that's that's one of the 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 reasons that you know I I feel that the, this discussion is so important because we can you're not going to become Steven Spielberg overnight. You're you're not going to become some of these the high end. You you've got to move up that ladder, but finding your way onto that ladder and then being able to progress up that ladder is vitally important. Yeah, I mean, some churches have volunteers, uh, and that's all they have. Some churches have volunteers and staff. Some churches are heavily staffed. So I completely agree with you. I mean, you have to kind of assess the church and and you know what their experience level is. What what are some of the things you do um, to to make that assessment to kind of understand the skill level of the people before you come in and train and work with them? I mean, a lot of it really is conversational. It's trying to understand, um, but also it's not even just the, the skill level of the people, but it's also understanding the vision of the church and the mission of the church and what they want to actually see and achieve as well. It's who who is their audience? Where are they going? Who do they want to speak to? Because then you can tailor training that's right for the the vision and mission that they have again it's like you know there's no point training people to be high-end you know cinematographers if their their vision is to actually do more stuff through social media and you know things like pl- platforms like tiktok and instagram and that kind of thing you know it's it's again it's the appropriateness of where they're at and where they want to go to and i think you know that's what i'm i'm passionate about is helping people progress um, rather than overwhelming people with with too much information that is completely useless to many of them for where they're at. And I think the other thing as well that I would say on that that is really important is that you you want to make sure that you're um, training people to the level that they can achieve as well. And you do that not only by um information imparting but giving them the opportunity to do things as well it's it's through the actual the um the 
what would you say the 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 putting the training into the real world scenarios that they live and work in that they'll be able to benefit the most rather than giving information it's giving opportunities for actually hands-on use of the skills that you're teaching people yeah that makes that that is really really good information i, I hope everybody heard what you just said you can't you know, you can't come in and teach like they're Steven Spielberg. You have to understand their level, where they're at, what the mission of the church is, and you have to align all of those things into one piece that then takes them uh, to the next step and to the next level. So with that said, what are what are some success stories you've seen when churches found good training opportunities? So like they didn't know what they were doing. They got training. What success stories have you seen that have come from that? Absolutely. So I've got a couple of stories that I can share on that. Um, one is a church here in in England that we've been working with who, um, again, and I think you have – you have to understand a little bit. Let me let me paint a picture a little bit for the way that kind of church media is. This is a, a generalization, but here in um, the UK, it's nowhere near as advanced as it probably is in the US. You mentioned earlier about you. Know, you've got churches that you know have um, a mix of volunteers and staff, and some that are, are fully staffed. I know churches over there that bring in freelance um you know yeah. people for running their church services and all of these kind of things over here in the UK it's very different if you find anyone here in the UK that actually has a full-time church tech position that's very rare there aren't many churches that can afford the um the level of skill that you know that that most churches in the US probably have on staff so a lot of people over here are volunteers and a lot of people are learning as they go volunteers as well they're they're people that have a passion for it but they don't maybe have a a skill set in it now there are other churches over here that you know have are, um, their volunteers are well skilled in certain areas and they're passionate about it. But then maybe you know, you've got IT people running the AV departments, for example, because they're passionate about technology, but their skill set is more IT based. Or, I mean, I, I know that there are there are video engineers that are running full scale productions, but they're not creative people. So their you know their their background is the the kind of the technology and the engineering side of things. So you've got this really eclectic mix of um, skill sets and things over here in the UK. So we came alongside a church here in England about a year ago, who had started broadcasting during COVID. They'd actually had a setup before COVID, and then. They'd started this kind of um, bought in a number of um, five PTZ cameras and set them up in the church and um, worked with an uh, an installer to do all of that. Or I think, what do you call it? Integrator to do all of that. I think you call yeah. them over there. Yeah, We're integrators. Or integrators. Um, but really, the, the, the people that had done the job had basically put the, the system in, showed them how to use it, and then walked away. Um yeah. And the the person who was responsible for this, he was actually very, very new to the church, hadn't been there long, and was completely overwhelmed by 
what do I do with this system? I, you know, I, I can barely even understand what the technology is, let alone how to use it. So we were able to come alongside them and really help them progress in terms of training him and a couple of other people that were involved with that to actually get the most out of the technology that they had. But it was based on not just, all right, you know, this is how you use the cameras, but again, it comes back to, Tell me what you want to do. What's your vision? What's your mission? What are you trying to accomplish with the technology that you've got? And then helping them to use that technology most appropriately, understanding things like framing of um, images, intercutting um, video, all of the, the basic things that most people with a background would know that but they had no no grasp of it. So we really had to come in very low and bring in that kind of base level of training and progress them through a process that was actually able to, to get them up and running and maximizing what they had in terms of the technology in the church. Also involved in terms of relighting the auditorium and making it work better for kind of live streaming and all of those kind of things. So it was it was kind of a, a complete makeover from where they were to where they wanted to go. And we just walked that through with them on a weekly basis, having calls with them regularly and going through and you know, kind of looking at what they were producing and then giving them helpful hints as to how to improve it. As I said earlier, it's all about getting hands-on and doing the job and then improving it. So, you know, that was that was one story. Yeah, one thing I, I think that gets missed a lot of times by churches, especially when they're receiving training or they're looking for training, is mistakes. I think a lot of churches and some pastors think that everything has to be perfect. And so some of the success stories that I've seen are churches that realize, hey, mistakes are going to happen. It's it's not the mistake, but it's how you learn from the mistake. How, how do you incorporate you know, churches that come to you and say, we're just messing up all the time. What do we do? How, how do you incorporate that into your training in a way that helps them understand, yeah, you're going to mess up, but it's how you respond to that mistake and how you move forward and learn from it. How do you incorporate that into some of the training that you do? I think partly it's telling them stories of how I've screwed up over the, you know, the <laughs> how we've, how we've oh. all screwed up. Yeah, exactly. I think, you know, the more you can take the pressure off of people that feel that they've got to perform at a certain level when there's, there's there's no chance of that you know and it's it's being able to kind of demystify some of that and and you know take the pressure off and allow people the chance to understand that it's actually as you said earlier and I think it's a really really good point that you've made there it's through the mistakes that you learn you you understand oh that went wrong i won't do that again and you know so that's mistakes are always going to come up but it's using that as a again you know and i think you know the more you can take the pressure off of people that it's like it's okay to make a mistake there are no problems around mistakes the problem is when you then use that mistake and you're like well i don't want to you know it's kind of i'm going to run away or i'm going to you know it's kind of like i'm a failure and it, you use it to define you it's like so that's why i think you know part of our role in terms of mentoring and helping and coaching churches and and techs is to to really allow them to understand that yeah they're going to screw up they're going to fail we've done that that's how we've learned as well yeah i mean it's 
mistakes are a part of life. It's learning from them that is the most important piece of the mistake. And if you're not learning from them, then we have a problem. But if you're learning from them, then things are moving forward and progressing and you're getting better. And that's that's a part of life. That's a part of tech. It's a part of everything that we do. So I got a question for you. And this one we may go back and forth on because, you know, a couple of times you've mentioned it's a little bit different over there across the pond uh, than it is over here in the States. But what are some what are some resources uh, that are available for church tech training? Can you share some of those? There isn't a huge amount that's been done um, over here, um, you know, on a kind of a, a thought through scale, if you know what I mean. So what I've found is there are um, a number of organizations over here that have started, you know, kind of Facebook groups and that kind of thing that you, know, you can go along to. I mean, I know you've got them over there in the US, I, in the US as well. Um, but, you know, so there are some forums, you know, but they're small. I mean, you know, we, we've got maybe two 2,000 people in, in our kind of Facebook groups where you've got maybe 50, 60,000 over there. But they're still really, really useful places to get questions answered, um, or get problems dealt with, um, you know, and, but it's more specific to an issue rather than generalized training. The challenge with all of that, and you probably see this a lot, I certainly do in these groups, is that you end up with a lot of people jumping in and giving their um, opinions and expertise that actually don't have a lot of expertise. It's it's very much it's kind of like and you kind of cringe a little bit and say that's actually not a really good answer for people. Um, now there is there's a fabulous organization over here. It's only been going a couple of years. It's called the uh, Church Sound Summit that they've started. It's it's a really fantastic little thing, but it mainly focuses on sound. Um, they started it pre-COVID, and it was really to do much more about kind of live sound. Last couple of years, they've they've got more into um, you know kind of recorded sound and uh, broadcast sound and that kind of thing. But that's a really good resource that started. It's like a two three day conference that they do over here. This year, we're talking to them about adding on some um, kind of video. Um, and production um, training and things as well. But the the other um, thing that I'm particularly trying to do over here in the UK is get to some of the, the church networks and say, how can we help you, your churches? How can we train you? What can we do to assist you? And then also working with some of the integrators and installers that I, I gave you the story earlier of this church that we work with where the in installer put all of the gear in and then walked away after telling them how to use it. But it's again, it's working with some of those installers about, all right, how can we maybe help you to, to not just give people training on the equipment, but give them training on production and how they use the equipment and how they can get good production value out of the kind of resources that you've got. But tell me a little bit about some of the things that you guys have got going on over there in terms of resources. Yeah, over here in the States, it's a little bit different. Everybody wants to do rock and roll professional church. I mean, everybody uh, is consulting. Everybody is... Uh, you know, trying to help churches. I agree with you on the Facebook stuff. I, you know, I see it in a lot of times as I call it drive-by advice. Um, yep. You know, it's just, 
it just sometimes makes you cringe. But a lot of times you'll see some good advice come out of it as well. So it's kind of hit and miss with that. But over here, I mean, we have organizations like MXU, uh, Philo. Of course, you know, part of what I do is a resource to help uh, churches. But I think what's great about CFX, I think that's probably one of the ultimate resources is the expo that they do and the things that they put on online, like this podcast and other things are very helpful to churches to kind of, I don't know, what's the word curate, kind of pull it all together. So you can kind of find the different things that you need for your church. And so that website churchfacilitiesexpo.com, don't forget it. It's, it, it's where you can go to this, not only this conference, but find resources that'll help you. I think CFX does an excellent job of kind of putting it putting it all together. But there's a ton of resources here in the States. It's just trying to find the ones that help your specific need for your church and your people and what you're trying to do. What, Like you said earlier, the mission of your church. What resource is going to help the mission of your church uh, move forward? So anyway, Graham, it has been amazing being with you today. Uh, there's some valuable wisdom uh, that you have shared with us. If anyone would like to connect with you further about any of this, what's the best way they can reach you? The best way is through my website, which is mediamentoring.net. I know there'll be a link in the um, the show notes to that as well. And, um, you know, you can kind of find out more about who we are, what we do, and some of the things we're, we're developing through the website there. I also have um, talking about training and kind of equipping people as well. I've, I've got an ebook that um, I've published, which is only a short kind of 30, 30 page thing, but it's really aimed at people that are um, doing media, but want to do it better. So um, again, you can get that through the website. There's a special link that we can put for that as well. Um, I really want to encourage people though, just to, you know, if you've got questions, reach out to me, connect with me. I'd love to, to talk some more. I'm on, you know, kind of the, the usual social platforms as well, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, those kind of things as well. But, um, you know, I, I'm here. My passion is to resource churches to do media better. Um, and, you know, I know that's your passion as well, David, as well. So um, and that comes not from buying more stuff, but that comes from investing in the people that, that are going to use that stuff. So that's why this this podcast, I think, is so important because it is it's training and equipping people is the most important thing that we can do. Well, Graham, I know you and I have talked in the past. I think you are a valuable asset to churches. And that website, again, make sure I get it right. It's mediamentoring.net. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. Make sure you guys go there. Check Graham out. All of his resources, his ebook. It's an, He's an amazing person and has an amazing passion to help churches. I think I said amazing 15 million times there, but <laughs> amazing is a great word to describe Graham and everything that he's doing. So I want to thank everyone who listened to our podcast today. Please make sure to share this on your social media channels and with other church ministry teams who might find this helpful. So also reminder, check back next month because we're going to have Mark McDonald and Keith Farron on as they discuss why focus groups are essential church communication tools. You got to check that out. Make sure you subscribe now and you'll be the first to listen. So happy to have you on today's podcast, Graham. Thank you everybody for listening. 
We'll talk to you soon.